There's a reason so many people prefer a good old-fashioned nine-to-five gig. You score a salary, sick days, superannuation, a few free morning teas if you're lucky, all that without having to put your own head on the chopping block. But Curveball isn't the show where we debate the perks of your comfort zone. Throughout this season, we've heard from so many bold leaders, people who've spent their fair share of time staring down the barrel, wondering whether they're about to lose it all. They've risked everything, put all their chips on the table, not knowing whether their ideas will fly or fail. And yet, they've done it anyway. The special ingredient here? Bravery. Jeremy Fleming is well acquainted with trying times. The COVID shutdowns brought his staging business to a halt overnight. And with no end in sight, he had two options. Move his family of five back home to his parents, or somehow, impossibly, come up with another solution. And you know what they say? Necessity is the mother of invention. And Jeremy pushed through the fear and the uncertainty to pull together an entirely new business in the space of four days. That is brave. We did think we were going to lose everything. We thought within a very short amount of time, we'd calculated we could last four months if we were to cut everything back, reduce rent, reduce repayments. We could last four months with with no income. And so we really thought we'd lose the house. My parents live in Harvey Bay and we called them and said there's a very real... uh, potential that we'll, we'll need to move up there with you. It was heartbreaking. We thought that it was all going to go. There was a lot of sleepless nights and, and just a lot of work, a lot of focusing on what we could still do. And we wanted to come up with an idea. We had to come up with an idea. And so I was talking to this guy over in Ireland who used, he worked for us for a little while here in Australia and he kicked off a great company in Ireland. And he mentioned on the Sunday, Sunday morning, uh, he said, oh, I'm looking at doing some furniture. That's what flicked the switch. And immediately I messaged Mick and I said, mate, we need to make office furniture. And we had seen that there was no desks available. Office works was sold out and Ikea was sold out. And there was 18 to 20 week lead times from anything out of China. Nothing was coming out of China. So everything was bare for work from home office furniture. And Mick jumped straight onto it that Sunday morning. And we agreed that we'd meet the following Monday morning. And uh, and we did. And Mick came in with a plan for a desk and a stand-up desk. And uh, that was the, the first prototype design. We never considered that we were making a whole new business. At the time, it was just, this is what we're going to do to make ends meet. Of course, it's one thing to throw everything into building a business when the economy is thriving, but another to do it mid-global pandemic. Is it risky? Yes. While the rest of us were busy with our sourdough starters and doom scrolling, Jeremy was looking fear right in the eye and asking it to please pass a piece of plywood. Talk about mastering the pivot. So please make sure you listen to the rest of Jeremy's story by downloading the episode in your Curveball podcast feed right now. And Jeremy's not the only one who's had to show courage. Beauty boss Kate Morris was feeling crazy brave when she decided to go all in with her business, Adore Beauty. 
was really funny because about 10 years in, 2009, 2010, like we'd still been continuing to grow every year, but it was about that time that the growth started to kind of plateau off a bit and there was a year that we only grew by about 10% and I just, I sort of thought, oh, gee, like is this all it's going to be? And I think we're about 3 million revenue by this point. And I thought, if this is all it's going to be, then I don't know if I want to keep doing this. And I didn't know whether it was me that was doing something wrong and that maybe if I put someone in charge who actually knew what they were doing, maybe they would know what to do or maybe I should just sell it. Like, right, maybe this was it and I should just try and sell it and go and do something else. And I didn't really know how to make that decision either. And I thought, look, I I need some help with this. And so I went and paid a business coach who was charging like $500 an hour, which to me was like, all right, well, you better be good (laughs) for that kind of money. I'm not getting paid that. And she got me to go and write a letter to myself from 10 years in the future which is now, incidentally. But anyway, it's, you know, to try and sort of draw this picture of what the business could be and what it could look like. And, you know, she said, look, go into as much detail as you can. You know, how much money does it make? And what's your job in it? And how do customers think about it? And and all of this kind of thing. And I went away and I thought, well, that sounds like a dumb idea. But I thought, well, you know, I've paid the 500 bucks. I may as well do it. Went away and wrote this letter. And honestly, it was like turning all the lights back on. You know, you've been sort of sitting in the dark reading for a while and, mm. and then and then someone comes in and goes, God, what are you reading in the dark for? And and yes, it was suddenly this, the whole path was just illuminated for me and I just went, oh, no, I, I do know what to do and I know what to do and I know it has to be me that does it and I, you know, I was just completely reinvigorated um, to have kind of this new vision that I'd mapped out for myself and then it was like okay right well I have the path and I knew what I needed to do but I also knew that to do these things to get the business growing really fast again I knew that the things that I needed to do would cost money I didn't have any money and so I thought right well I'm going to need to raise some capital but I knew that to be able to raise capital I'd need to be able to show an investor that this could be a fast-growing business. <laughs> so I was sort of in this bit of a pickle where I thought, okay, we're going to have to actually start this fast-growth strategy to raise money, but before we get the money, and so I remortgaged the house again up to its absolute limits. So we were able to get like another couple of hundred grand or something, bless the Melbourne housing market. And so, you know, basically it was just like, right, chips all in all in on the table, knowing that if this did not work or if we didn't raise money in time, I was going to lose everything. But spoiler alert, it did work. And that's the thing with success. Little risk, little reward. And risk-taking can be scary. You do have to be brave. There was a lot riding on Kate's fast growth strategy, and thankfully it paid off. But it's not something you can always predict. If you haven't listened to that episode with uh, Kate Morris, please do so. It's in your curveball feed right now. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. It's completely free and that means you don't miss a single episode. Curveball also has a LinkedIn newsletter. I'm building a community around this leadership podcast via the newsletter. So if you follow me on LinkedIn and go to the featured section, you'll see a couple of newsletter posts there. Click subscribe for free updates into your inbox, chock full of leadership lessons about how you can be brave and what to do when you're thrown a curveball. We'll also put the link in our show notes. 
And please do share your stories of career survival and bravery. When have you stood up and really faced the fear? I'm keen to hear from you, especially because I'm building out my company, Deadset Studios. It's been such a big learning curve for me. I've had lots of great support from friends around me, from the producers of this show, Hannah Kinder and Rachel Fountain, who've been just my champions and in my corner the whole time, but it's been such a difficult struggle. Uh, but I really feel like I've turned the corner in a lot of ways and the stories we've been sharing on Curveball have really helped with that. So post your thoughts on the LinkedIn newsletter or send me an email about how you're going with your brave decisions. Send them to hello at deadsetstudios.com. And Curveball is a production of Deadset Studios.